Today, we are talking with a shop GM, a very, very busy GM, and he's talking about safety features. He had a wake-up moment that he'll tell us about where it dawned on him the importance of verifying, validating, and repairing these safety systems and vehicles and he was a certified shop before. Thought he was doing a great job. Yet there's this big hole that he didn't even realize existed in his process. And it could exist for you. So he's going to talk about it, give you some great ways that you can start down this road of checking out the safety systems, fixing them, and getting paid for doing so. Ah, imagine that. Make some money. God forbid. <laughs> Check it out. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former auto collision center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Body Bangin' Podcast. Thank you guys so much. I don't know if you've been watching on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but this podcast is blowing up. I just got a notification that we hit over 25,000 downloads. And by the time you watch this episode, it could even be double that number because... We're going crazy. We had over 500 subscribers. So we're pumped. I'm pumped. And it's all thanks to you. So thank you. So if you are watching watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You can also click the bell for notifications to get notified every time a new episode drops. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you click the follow button so that you can also be notified when a new episode comes live every two weeks. And without further delay, we are going to introduce our next guest for today. And I actually met this guest through the Collision Cocktail Hour. I've talked about it before on the podcast. He is one of our regulars on the podcast, always giving such good information of things that he's doing at his shop. So having him on today. So welcome today, Josh Pachuni. What's up, Josh? You got it right. You got it. How are you? Good. I had to write it down. Josh's last name does not look like Pachuni. I'll it tell you that right now. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> is it Italian? Did I ask you it, that before? It, it is. It is very much so. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. It, it looked very godfatherish when I saw it. Like <laughs> Piccione. I don't have the rings to back that up, though. It's... Yeah. Come on. We're the chain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Josh, Josh is over. Are you, you're the GM over at Tom Wood Collision. I am. I'm the GM over at Tomwood Collision. Uh, I just got to fill this role this year, actually. So yeah. I'm still very much a rookie manager, and that's exciting. Uh, yes. Something I've had my eye on. I've been at Tomwood for about eight years now. Uh, awesome. We had some management change over the last year. I finally got the opportunity to earn my stripes in February, and yeah. they made it official in June or July this year. Awesome. So Josh is doing big things. Tomwood Collision is a dealership shop for those of you guys that aren't familiar. And they're in Indianapolis. And one of the things we talk about a lot in the Collision Cocktail Hour is how to fix a car properly and not letting insurance companies dictate what you do or don't do because at the end of the day, you're the one that's liable. And Josh, 
always has really good things that he's implementing in his shop. So one thing about Tom Wood Collision is you guys are really heavily uh, into OE certs over there, right? That's correct. I was actually trying to add it up the other day. If we count every OEM, including some of the ones that are kind of paired like Nissan Infinity, yeah, we're, yeah. Over, we're over 20. Um, we're excited nice. to look for a couple more. But yeah, it's it's a lot of OE certifications. Um, but there's a lot of benefit to going through these programs, at least in my opinion. Yes. Uh, I, and I agree. And we're going to talk about that today some. So before we kind of get into it, I want to use a quick little story that Josh told me. So Josh, I'm going to have you tell them. So you told me a story about how you were at a 20 group listening yes. to Mike. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see him smiling like, oh God, yes. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I had a feeling you were going to share this story. Yes. <laughs> it's a great story though. So um, I always looked forward to going to 20 groups um, and I never got to go until I was a manager. And right. the first 20 group I go to, Mr. Mike Anderson, the <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, he's yeah. now hosting our our 20 group. And I was super excited about that. I had gone through a lot of Collision Advice and OE classes where Mike and his team had developed the estimating classes. Mm. So I already thought very highly of him. And uh, I was kind of fangirling to be in front of him and be interacting yeah. with him on this intimate level. And, um, you know, there's quite a few people in the room in a 20 group. Um, and we've got a lot of major players in various markets. The topic of inspections comes up and mm. I immediately get uh, focused on by Mike. And he's like, Josh, you're from Tom Wood. You're one of the you know biggest shops with OE certifications. How many steering columns on Subarus have you inspected? And I <laughs> sat there in silence and in complete fear because, I'm, oh my God, this is my first. This is my first one, Mike. Come on, right, uh, right. So, you know, we go on to talk about these post-collision inspections, mm -hmm. SRS inspections, asking if anybody's seen these in the OE procedure. And you know, it wasn't just me. A lot of us were a little silent and we didn't know what to say. Right. So he. He definitely broke, you know, broke the surface or broke the ice for us. And as I came home and back to the team, I wasn't going to come back to another 20 group and say, well, I haven't done any of these. Right. Um, so uh, since I got put in the hot seat, I came back and uh, I talked to my production manager, uh, Tyler. He's been a, a blessing throughout this process because he brought his shovel to work when I said, we need to find all this. Yeah. Um, I, I really felt like with as many OE search as we had, we were doing the right thing. We already mm. knew a lot of it. Mm. Um, and I got served a really big piece of humble pie. Um, but it inspired <laughs> us, right? It did. Yeah, it truly yeah. inspired us. I came back and I was like, man, how did we miss something that, you know, is safety and liability related? How are we completely unaware? Right. You know, uh, my production managers also kind of climbed through the ranks as an estimator with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was going to certification classes. I was going through classes. I was just so beside myself that... We had no awareness at all. Right. So, so do you first, think that's pretty prevalent? I think right now, yes. Mm -hmm. I think in the coming years, that will be a little more rare. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we unfortunately just never stumbled across these. They're not necessarily direct line of sight uh, unless you're really getting intimate with OE websites and procedures. Right. So uh, I come back home and I'm like, man, we can't keep doing it this way now that we know. We've got to educate yeah. ourselves and we've got to do the right thing. Right, right. Um, and if at surface level, you're like, okay, so I just need to go into the general guide, right? And it'll tell us where these SRS inspections are. This can't right. be that big of a deal. They can't be too invasive. They can't be too involved, I guess is a better word for it. Yeah. And were we wrong? We got way off in the weeds. Um, ah. 
we got to see how deep that rabbit hole goes. And yeah. in, in some OEs, it's it's deep. In others, it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, you know, we kind of had a moral dilemma. We mm. start finding all these documents and Porsche's got them. Toyota Lexus has got them. Subaru's got them. Everybody's got them. Well, what are we going to do with this? Right. Uh, as a rookie manager, I said, we're just going to change. Like, that's easy. This is black and white. We're going to make the change, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we did. And it was a bit uh, cumbersome. And we, we experienced some bottlenecks and some trouble, which we'll get into here in a minute. But uh, what we did first after we found all this data is like, man, okay, this is a bit overwhelming. And this is, you're talking about specifically with like safety systems. Is it- Correct. Yeah, yeah. Pretty exclusively safety systems. Okay. Um, and other things that different OEs will consider in the SRS, uh, you know, steering columns, seat mm-hmm. belts, seat frames, things of that nature, uh, airbag modules, airbag sensors. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we kept uncovering more and more and more, it's like, okay, we've got to put all of this together and, and have it easily available for our team. Yeah. So about a week or two later, my production manager finally came to me and said, look, I think I've got a pretty good roadmap here. So he created a shared folder that all of our admin staff can access. It's nice. broken down by each OE, and it's not supposed to be used as the, the the Bible here, but it's supposed to be the breadcrumb trail that you can go look for it on every OE. They gotcha. all use different trigger words, and all their SRS inspections and safety mm. inspections are located in just different spots in their uh, manuals. So he put all those together, and I open it, and I'm like, oh, this is this is a lot. Yeah. Um, I bet. But again, I, I, I was, my moral compass was bouncing all over the place because right. this okay we started to digest this is going to be a big change for our shop it's yeah. going to be a big change on the estimates it's going to be mm. a change for the techs everybody's going to feel this but it's a safety it's a safety issue you know right. if we're not doing this i don't think we can just roll this out in phases like oh we're going to start by doing seat belts on subaru only or steering <laughs> that's or, right you know, I, I can't right. just we're not going to phase through this yeah um, so we kind of uh, buckled down and went after it it's, uh, it created a bit of a bottleneck for the shop. Uh, we are fortunate to have a very large shop and we got a relatively large staff. Yeah. Also fortunate that we've got our own in-house mechanic. Um, oh, that is so nice. Yeah. Our first thought though is, uh, you know, hey, we got a mechanic. Uh, and in a body shop world, the mechanic, we try to keep him busy. Sometimes he doesn't have a ton to do though. This mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm. Uh, within one week though, we had enough vehicles waiting for him to do inspections that it completely overwhelmed it and bottlenecked it. Okay. So you just had one. So up to this point, you had a lot of certifications. Felt like you were doing... At that point in time, do you feel like you were doing the right things? You were following procedures? I certainly do. <laughs> I, I thought that uh, we were ahead of the curve. I thought mm-hmm. that you know we're the, we're the shop in Indiana. Um, yeah. We're one of the only ones that have all these plaques on the wall with all these right. brand logos. And... Uh, yeah, man, it was it was eye-opening. Well, I think you touch on something that's important because so many shops are getting certified across the country with this and that, and let's get this certification and that certification. And then there's, okay, let's follow the repair procedures. Okay, great. Like you said, we're doing that. We're great. We're ahead of the curve. We've got the certifications. We're following the repair procedures. And now you have this light bulb moment when it comes to all these safety features of... Hold on. Now there's this other level, basically, that we haven't even really even touched, which is what kind of what Mike exposed. And and, and I'm sure you weren't the only person in that room that would have answered the question 
silently, <laughs> right? The right. way that you did. I, I think yeah. that's pretty normal. I, I agree. Um, you know, even talking locally in our market, um, a, not a ton of shops were aware. And even shops that are now aware, they're very skeptical and hesitant to, to go down this road. So when you're talking about like pulling, and I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to make sure we're like, everybody that's listening is on the same page. So when we're talking about safety systems, seat belts, you know, airbags, that kind of thing, when you're following the repair procedures, those are not listed in there? Not directly. So think about when you're going to go pull a repair procedure. Um, you know, we have blueprinters at our shop, so they're out in the stall with the tech. Right. You know, tech says, hey, I'm done with this disassembly. Come check. Okay, it needs a quarter panel. All right, so I'm going to jump into TIS for a Lexus, right? Okay. We're going to pull the procedure for a quarter panel. We're going to skim through and see if it tells you, you know, things simple. You need to pull battery. You need to right. do XYZ. Right, right. Those are the things that naturally we are already attracted to. Um, yeah. So we go right there. Yes. What we overlooked is a lot of the things that are in the reading you should do as you're opening the repair manual, some of the base, basic stuff, you know, general information, mm. uh, crib bulletins, things of that nature. Mm. So directly tied to the OE procedure for like a quarter or a radiator support, they're not always directly there. Gotcha. Um, I think it's very similar to like some of the calibrations we're seeing. We're starting to see them mm. pop up more and more in those procedures. Right, you know, right. You're probably going to see something about blind spot monitor if you're looking at a quarter panel. Right. Um, but that wasn't always the case. Um, yes. and, I, and I feel that, that that might be a spot where some of the OEs can dial in a little. Um, you, mo- yeah. you know, make it a little more user-friendly. Right. Uh, certainly. But yeah, it could be at the general information level. Or it could be in the service guide with taking Subaru, for example. Mm. Um, it's actually in their service repair manual versus their, their body repair manual. So you really um, have to know. So how do you know that you need to go look more into this? For shop, I'm thinking for shops out there that are like, this is interesting. Haven't considered this like you hadn't. Mm-hmm. Where do you start to find these things then? Because you don't even really know exactly what you're looking for. Absolutely. I think, honestly, the most effective solution, reach out, network, talk to people like Mike Anderson. If mm-hmm. you are OE certified, talk to your OE rep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin with Subaru has been a blessing to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Reach out through the Toyota ticket or the Lexus ticketing system. Mm-hmm. Ask the questions because it might also not just be in one place. Um, mm-hmm. As you start getting in with Toyota as an example, as you get into some of their crib bulletins, you know they're pretty direct about inspecting a vehicle after a collision yeah. or inspecting the SRS after a collision. But then you can go into other bulletins that they have that A, define what they consider SRS systems and then B, They'll have sub sub procedures on how to perform those inspections. Okay. Um, so again, this this rabbit hole runs deep, and you really yeah. have to get influenced to to dive all the way in. Um, so, so you have to find them. You have to find these procedures, and then, like you were saying, uh, giving everybody access. So you had somebody on your team create like a Google Drive type of situation where they're correct. all everything's in there. At least some type of way to sort it all out. Yeah, and, and then who do you who are you delegating this to? So as it sits right now, it's between my production managers and my blueprinters. All um, together. Yes. So whoever is is going to be riding the vehicle after disassembly. Okay. We are kind of tailoring ourselves towards a model where, as the vehicle is coming in for disassembly, we're now scrubbing some of the procedures to see. Okay, this is a rear end hit. It's a Subaru. 
what inspections can we can we identify that we need right now before we even pull it and find that it's a rail or a rear body or a floor. Right. Um, we put that Google Drive together, that shared drive together, just so we have a bit of a roadmap. Okay. Um, again, with us having so many certifications, we work on every car under the sun. Right. It's hard to get familiar with every single brand yeah. and click path, right? Yeah. Um, so I have encouraged the team, and this is a little tidbit for anybody that wants to implement this. We only use that shared drive as a roadmap. I right. want the VIN number pulled and specific procedures pulled every yeah. time because that could change. Yes. Um, whether it be age, make, model, that okay. could change. But it, it certainly helps. And for somebody like me who's who's managing and I'm not in writing sheets every day, it's, it's great for me because I would get lost every time I'm going to go personally look for a procedure if I didn't have this roadmap. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's extremely valuable to whoever's going to be pulling procedures, sit them down, get that little bit of a roadmap or a flow chart, mm-hmm. if you will, yep. and talk about it. I think that's something that we missed the boat on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my production manager got real excited and we're doing this. We we did talk to the team. It's not like we just said, hey, surprise, guess what we're doing today? Right, right. We did talk to the team. And, I, and I'll say too, it's, it's overwhelming information. Um, mm-hmm. Try and digest it a yeah. bit, one bit at a time. But talk to the team about what it looks like. Why should we be doing this? Let's look at the documents together. Hmm. Get the buy-in by letting them question it and poke holes in it. Um, and when I like the team, yeah. the technicians, the right. estimators, the whole the whole staff. And uh, I kind of wish we would have had like a dinner or a lunch or something and kind of gave everybody a copy of one or two to to use as an example. Right. Um, because another thing we ran into is we got the buy-in as far as oh yeah, if this is the safe way to fix cars, we'll do it. Like this is great. Yeah pull the first car in and the tech's sitting there scratching his head. He's like, you want me to pull the dash on this car to look at an airbag module and it was hitting the core, like mm-hmm. make it make sense. Right. And further into that, like seatbelt inspections. Mm. You think of that phrase and that sounds pretty simple, right? And you'll yeah, hear this yeah. from your insurance insurance companies. It's a seatbelt inspection. You just got to click it and unclick it and you know it's good, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's certainly not the case. I'll use Toyota Lexus as an example. Sometimes they want you to inspect the anchor bolts for the mm-hmm. seatbelt. Uh, sometimes they want you to take the retractor out. There are some where you have to turn the retractor, I think it's 45 or 90 degrees, mm-hmm. and then pull on the seatbelt mm-hmm. again because that's going to confirm the locking mechanism works. Okay. Uh, some of them are going to want you to test drive it and confirm the seatbelt mm-hmm. lock, locking mechanism works. Checking the belt buckle itself, checking the webbing, it gets into pretty good detail. Right. Uh, so it's not just jumping in the driver's seat, snapping in, going, yep, that worked. On to the next one. Check next. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> on to the next. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit crazy. It's a bit overwhelming, but read through it, digest it, and challenge it too. Um, some of them can feel like they've got vague descriptions or gray areas. That's where I say reach out to your OEM yes, network manager. Because there are some things that aren't fully dialed in as far as phrasing and word track. Mm. Uh, Tesla was a really good example for us. Uh, they have a document that at the top, and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but it states to, to check or replace these SRS components in the event of a deployment. Okay. Further in the document, it says, check these items after a collision. Well, at the top of the document, in big bold letters, it says, do this or replace this after a deployment. Right. Later in little words, it's got a header that says, check these after a collision. Mm. Well, we had to reach out because we didn't want to do too much on the car either. True. Um, 
Yeah. I don't want to go chasing this if it's not a requirement. Of course. Um, Tesla's, you know, pretty advanced in some of the things that they do. So mm-hmm. we questioned them and mm-hmm. we reached out to bodyrepairtesla.com. We reached out mm-hmm. to our local uh, repair network manager. Um, it took us a little bit to get an answer, but they finally came back and said, oh yeah, no, you're reading this correctly. The top is just in bold lettering. Those are the parts you replace in a deployment. But everything underneath that paragraph where it says after a collision is in fact an inspection we want you to do even without a deployment. Oh, okay. I think the phrase even without a deployment was the most eye-opening to us. Yeah, absolutely. That's with most OEs. They're telling you to inspect certain systems. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, getting buy-in from the team, sharing some education, letting them kind of poke holes in it, challenge it and get the data that you need and get confirmation, right? Right. Um, you don't want to be pulling a dash to inspect an airbag module on a car you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> now, was there anything that you ran into? Because there's things then potentially that haven't even been done before. Like your team's never done these types of things, potentially. Yep. So there's uh, a learning curve to that as well, I would assume. Like, and 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 where where do we do this? Like, actually, where in the shop are we going to do these things on this vehicle? Yeah. Is, so the learning curve was uh, relatively tough at first because there was a question on every car, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we're a little more seasoned in it, really the only things that are a challenge are sometimes the steering column, depending on what access and the measuring uh, process looks like. Um, alignments. If you have an alignment rack, though, you're good to go. Okay. Uh, you know, really outside of that, I think those are the, the, the more troublesome ones we ran into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fortunate enough that we do have an alignment rack at our shop. But when you have, you know, multiple cars waiting on that alignment rack for a pre-alignment uh, or you're waiting on your mechanic to do the steering column and uh, the, the steering gears sometimes with like Porsche, um, that can be just a little bit time consuming and it does have to jump from the body technician over to the mechanic. Right. I, I can say now, though, that, you know, we rolled this out um, early in the year around March, April. Now in September, we're really not seeing it make an impact. It's part of the disassembly and blueprint process now. Okay, cool. Um, so as you kind of get familiar familiar with it and your technicians kind of understand, it goes relatively quick now. Right. I'm going to interrupt this podcast for just one quick second because a lot of people wonder, Mickey, what is it that you even do <laughs> besides host a podcast? Well, I do marketing. And really the biggest thing that I do is help you drive more traffic to your business. And not even just more traffic, but consistent traffic to your business. As a former shop owner, I know how important that is. So if that's something you're interested in, or you just want to talk about marketing or developing your business in general, feel free to reach out. You can visit collisioncentermarketing.com. There's a calendar on there and you can just book a time that works for you and we'll set up a phone call. Or you can email or call me and my notes are down in the description of this episode. But I hope to hear from you. I'd love to help you build your business. But in the meantime, you better get back to this podcast because it's really good. So you had, for all the lines of vehicles you guys service, um, about six months of really flushing this out and figuring out what the process looks like for you. Yeah, roughly. And now you're at a place where you feel you're pretty good. Not, and, I'm, and questions come up all the time. Oof. Safety systems or no safety systems. You know, there's always right. things to question. Right. And like, wait a minute, this doesn't read quite right. We want to make sure we're doing this right. So I think that's, you know, that's part of our industry is dialing things in. Um, but I think the 
I think the suggestions you made for people are really powerful. So they don't potentially have to go through as tough of a time as you guys did. Like, oh, I wish we would have had a roadmap ahead of time. Or right. I wish we would have got the team involved and sat them down and re- gone through a couple of these before we just started type of thing. Right, right. I think, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, and um, it's not as scary as it sounds. You're going to read some of these as you start digging into it. It Again, it looks really overwhelming. That's why I'm saying read through them. Maybe go get yourself a, a pilot car and walk through that pilot car with the team. Right. When you do a full inspection, like anything, the first couple are going to seem super cumbersome and they're going to take a little bit of time. Now our guys knock them out. I mean, it really doesn't even interrupt our blueprint process unless it requires a pre-alignment or a pre-measure for a frame. So time-wise, when when you're getting into these and actually doing them the way that they should be done, how much added time do you feel like it's adding on to the process? So that's going to vary, but just like any collision in our industry, the disassembly varies, right? Right, right. Um, I would say on average, it's safe to say it it likely doesn't even add an extra hour into the overall disassembly. Wow. Uh, Now, of course, there's going to be exceptions there. Um, Right, right. And I think the the thing people would be most unfamiliar with would be steering columns. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because a lot of shops, you're not replacing them. You may not have a mechanic. Right. Right. so read through some of those and maybe do a couple test runs there. Mm. Um, I've also heard some exciting news through the industry that some of the OEs have recognized that the steering columns can be cumbersome mm-hmm. and they're developing new new technology and new parts that the steering column measurement will be a lot easier to either see visually or read quickly. Um, so hopefully here very yeah, soon, new model great. cars, we will have something like that where it's, and it's less invasive, right? You don't have to worry about yeah. pulling it. Also take a little bit of the human error out of it because if you're measuring it or if you misread it, there should just be an indicator somewhere. Um, So hopefully that's true. That's all rumor. So take it for what that's worth. But uh, it's (laughs) it's an exciting rumor. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Now, when we talked about, we talk about proper repair and we talked a lot about this inclusion cocktail hour. So doing it properly, the biggest rub right now is with insurance companies and then wanting to pay. Now we're adding in a whole nother segment (laughs) and trying to get payment. And how are you guys dealing with that piece of it? One day at a time. (laughs) One one supplement at a time. If you've ever heard the phrase, you're the only one in town asking for this, get ready because it's coming again. Um, And naturally though, in our industry, and there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of there's a lot of lack of understanding. Hmm. I think this hits home a little harder with the insurance companies because it's likely that they haven't heard of this ever before right. either. If right. the shops and the certified shops are just now surprised to hear this, right? of course the appraisers are surprised to hear this. And their, yeah. Yeah. their natural response is, this guy is crazy. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Don't care to read 45-page PDFs that he's sending me. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but in in hindsight, I certainly would have at least contacted the major carriers that we work with very frequently Mm. and asked them to either have a Zoom call, a meeting, a few emails. Mm. Let's talk about this too, because we were met with immediate resistance. Right. um, As as you can imagine. Yeah. And, And it wasn't like, okay, you guys have, you know, two and a half hours to inspect XYZ. We're going to give you an hour. No, it was, what are you guys doing? I'm not approving that. Right. You guys, and they go as far as even saying, you guys have ruined the car to disassemble it to this level. Mm. Well, let's, let's read back through this. 
Um, but we we did not do that. We did not call some of the bigger partners of you know with us. Not that we're DRP with with many people, but uh, you know everybody's got their big carriers in their market. Right. We just shocked them and gave them the sticker sticker shock and sent it in. <laughs> like here we go, and uh, here's this and massive repair, yeah, there's this massive repair plan PDF, and <laughs> yeah. you know we felt justified and we we felt like that we were doing the right thing. And all you have to do is read these documents we're sending you. Well, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily fair to expect out of them. When even myself and my production manager opened up and we were like. Well, wait a minute. Hold yeah, on. right, right. Um, good point. So I certainly would have at least had some conversations about it, walked them in. Of course, good line notes and, and giving them the procedures is always mm-hmm. great. Um, you know, the bigger challenge is a lot of a lot of insurance companies are remote. Um, right. So it's not like you can call your your local progressive rep who comes in twice a week and say, "Hey, come check this out." Yeah. Uh, every time you send it, it's probably going to be new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's major major resistance. Uh, a lot of what we've used to overcome this though is talk to the the customer before they schedule a drop off. Okay. We have pretty much switched our model away from writing curb sheets and writing preliminaries and writing estimates. Right. Not that we never do, um, but we now are asking our customers to come in for a consultation. Okay. Our industry loves to use medical as as an analogy, but I think right. it works really well, and that's why we always cling to it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you went to your primary care physician and he said you needed back surgery, he's going to forward you to a surgeon and you're going to go have a consultation with the surgeon. You're not just going to roll up and go into surgery. Right, right. And that's kind of how we're presenting this. Um, okay. We also want to visually see the car. So mm-hmm. we know, yeah. hey, is this a huge structure job? The insurance overlooked, blah, 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 all those fun things. Um, but at that point in time, we're telling the customer, hey, look, you've been in this style of a collision. You mm-hmm. drive this brand of a car. Mm-hmm. We are already aware that you're going to have some safety and SRS inspections that are required. Mm-hmm. I want you to be aware the insurance companies aren't really up to speed on this. It's going to be a talking point. Mm-hmm. I can teach you as much or as little as you'd like to know about it. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you now that this is going to be a conversation that we all three need to have at some point during this repair. There's going to be a disagreement. That okay. smooths a lot of things over. Um I think like many other things in our industry, educating the customer is the most valuable thing you can do and you have to be yeah. as proactive as possible about it. Right. Um, I think you, I'm glad you walked me down this because another big trouble that we had is we would tell surface level stuff to customers mm. and then they see a supplement difference of thousands of dollars and they're like, no, just put my car back together. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we can't do that now. It's a little <laughs> bit late. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, explaining to them, hey, because of the advanced safety systems in your vehicle, even though you've been in a small accident, we may or may not have to check a handful of these systems. Does that, does that make sense to you? Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, so that at adapt- the consultation, are you, um, do you, have you pulled like the VIN, you have the information, you have an idea of safety systems, that kind of thing? Or is it more of a prep call and you haven't done the research yet. It's no research Not yet. call, but prep, you know. Yep. No, no research yet. Um, gotcha. I think because of the path we went down, a lot of our front end now knows, hey, we're at least going to talk to you about this. We don't know yet until we take it apart what systems need inspected. Okay. But plant that seed and let right. them know. Right. You know these, these safety systems, it's probably why you bought your Volvo. It's probably mm-hmm. why you bought your Subaru. Mm-hmm. Why you bought this car. Right. Um, 
they are very advanced and there are certain things that we may or may not have to look into. Okay. Uh, just be aware. And no, but we're not pulling it that early. It's it's a little bit of cardinal knowledge now that we've done it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have an idea more of an idea. And and you'll get you guys will get better as you go with it too. I'm thinking from the consumer standpoint, and I agree with you. I think the education for the for our customer, for our guest is a number one. And especially when we're talking about stuff like this, educating them on it then takes the you're lying to me. You're trying to take money from me. My insurance company says, you know, it's like this where we're all of a sudden as the body shop, we're the bad guy, where if we are educating them up front, now we're the ally. We position ourselves as the ally, as the partner. We're here to help you. So I think that piece of it is so important that you're touching on, Josh, is connecting with them, communicating with them, and then also... I also like what you said about being part, having them part of the communication with the insurance company. That right there is very, very... I know some shops won't even really deal with the insurance company hardly at all. And and I understand. I do like this, (laughs) what you're saying, of having the customer in the email string, making sure everybody's being communicated with, keeping everything above board. And now you've already educated them. So they kind of know that... Well, they do know that this is coming. Expect some pushback. Right. And now, now you're the educator. Now, now you're the expert in your field and you've established yourself as such. So when you go into this email communication, it's not like, what is he talking about? Where did this come from? What's all this? I just want my car. Why all this drama? Yep. Yeah, certainly. And, and unfortunately, with with the insurance response that a lot of the customers, they're like, man, Tom Woods off their rocker. You got hit in the rear end and they're telling me they want to check your driver's seatbelt and they want to check the steering column that's not even close to the accident. Right, right. And if that's the first thing that customer hears about this, yeah. that makes sense, doesn't it? I yes. Mean, even as a professional, if you rewind two years ago, if you'd have said, hey, Josh, we took the steering column out of this car that got rear end, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you, what are right. you doing? Uh, So that naturally makes sense. But it also makes sense if you have this education, you have this data, Mm. and you share it with them. Hey, most customers have no clue that the steering column can collapse. They don't know why. They don't, you know. Once they hear that, though, if you're the first one, it makes sense to them. And now you do, you drive home that you are the expert. Right. Yeah. I love that. So do you feel then that that's assisted? So if we're giving the tip, the tip is with this roadblock that you've had with the process. So try to get together with at least some of the major carriers that you're working with on a regular basis to let them know what's going on, what you've been enlightened about to help educate them. So then at least when it comes across their desk, for at least some of them, you can't get to all of them. At least then it's not this, what the heck, out of total left field. Yes. At least it sparks a conversation before there's a supplement denial. Right. Right. And then also then communicating with the customer and then having the customer be part of the communication. Were you doing that before this is having the customer be part of the communication with the insurance company? Yes. uh, We definitely weren't um, doing it as much as we are now. But before, you know, we were still kind of moseying along like every other body shop, right? Every now and then you'd have a really challenging claim, but more often than not, even on a really large claim, you know, they you send in forty grand, they come back at thirty. You find the difference. You give them more documents. You answer their questions. 
by supplement three or four, you know, you guys have, have made it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could eventually overcome any supplement denial with data. Mm-hmm. Well, during this, it's not going to be as easy. Mm. At least not with what we've experienced. Um, right. We've just experienced hard lines in the sand being drawn. You, know, yeah. you guys you guys can do this, but this is going to be a copay for your customer. It's going to be out of pocket. We never authorized this. All those negative things from the insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought that it was valuable that if you have major players that you work with, don't give them the sticker shock. Still right. proceed with this, but try yeah, to yeah, eliminate yeah. the sticker shock as much as possible. Um, right. Now that we've kind of gone through war with a lot of companies, um, I look back and think, man, if I had just gotten a hold of a local supervisor and said, hey, come by the shop, I really need to show you some stuff we need to talk, it probably would have made our lives a whole lot easier. <laughs> uh, and you're not yeah. going to get it with every company, right? There's yeah. plenty of them that do virtual only, but the handful, I mean, we would have gained tremendous ground early on. And, you know, that's also a strategy to use. If you can gain two or three of your major players that start approving these things, mm. you can show other insurance companies who are all virtual, like, hey, I'm not crazy. I know this is new to you, but let me show you a few redacted examples of the final bills. Let me show you that this is, yeah. this is true. Right. I'm not just making this up. Because um, that can hold some weight depending on who you're working with, right? Love that. Yeah, I love that idea. Uh, okay, so what do you guys feel like? <laughs> I know we talked about before, what you're, you're doing a lot of things different. This alone is different. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> I, I, would, I feel like um, most shops, unless you're involved in like a 20 group, involved with a group that is really bringing this to the forefront, I don't really think that your eyes have been opened to the importance of it, which I think is where the industry's at right now. Uh, very much similar agree. to like uh, OE pr- repair procedures. Like, we still have just the basic repair procedures where people are like, eh, insurance company tells me how to fix it. So I'm going to fix it this way and I'm going to take my check and I'm going to be done with my life. So we're still we're still dealing with that. And now we've got these... And then we've got ADAS calibrations. And now we've got safety systems. Like, it's, Yeah. Yep. It, it's a lot. It is a lot. That's why you should join the Collision Cocktail Hour monthly call because you yeah. have these things brought to the surface for you, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we get into it. We do. We get into we do. it. And shops have their opinions on things. And it's great too, which, you know, get involved. It, it doesn't even have to be the collision cocktail, but get involved with people that can help you troubleshoot some things. Like Josh has been there, done that. So he can assist with some ideas because, you know, you don't learn it the first time through. You've got to work, work through it. So, Find other people to help mentor you, like Josh is sharing with you guys today. So helpful. I mean, how valuable is it on the Collision Cocktail Hour to hear from other shop managers oh, and owners? It's so valuable. Yeah. And, um, you know, and think outside the box too. I'll share right. another quick funny story. So when we were going through all the Lexus and Toyota ones, they were pretty overwhelming again. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't really have anybody to call at the time. Uh, we reached out to Mike. He just wasn't available. He's a busy guy. Right. My production manager Googled Lexus certified collision centers and just jumped all over the nation. And he finally found one with Jesse, Jesse Parks. Yes. Uh-huh. And so he just called and asked for Jesse. Love it. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, are you guys doing this? Can somebody walk me through? Can I talk to your production manager, your GM? Long story short, he just Googled it, found a guy, called. Jesse was 
a huge as, as asset to him. Yeah, Walked him yeah. through a lot. And, uh, but we were able to have that constructive conversation and get feedback and right. pick their brains. You know, contact me if you guys are looking into yeah. it. I, I hope that I can provide some value to this industry uh, at some point or another. So if this is it, reach out to me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. and, and even if I don't have the answer, maybe you call that person and they're like, you know what? I don't know. But I think if you call this person or yeah. email yeah. this place, right. they'll know. I joke with my entire team. I want you all to bring your shovel to work every day because mm-hmm. we are going to have to dig until we find some answers. So yeah. dig, 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 dig. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love it. I, I, We don't have much time left and I feel like we can... <laughs> Josh and I are both talkers. So we could talk for a long time about a lot of different things. <laughs> Certainly could. Certainly could. Uh, well, to wrap us up, is there anything that you feel like you want to share that we didn't get to that we could do fairly quickly? Um, you know, that's a that's a loaded question. I have plenty of things that I can I know. Still that's share. what I mean. There's so many things we could get into. Um, yeah. So two small things, and they are relatively small. Um, get your technicians and your team, everybody from front of house to back of house prepped to take in process photos. Uh, a huge portion of this battle is going to prove that you did these things, that the insurance thinks is so silly and so fast. Right. Get photos of the technicians pulling the seatbelt out, a picture of the retractor out of the car. Get pictures that prove that the the anchor bolts are in fact good and that you checked them. Right, um, right. So get the whole team ready for in-process photos. It is a it is a huge, huge, huge piece of this entire process. Mm. Um, furthermore, as you start getting into the OE procedures, look for the trigger words so you can A, remember them for later, but B, we recommend implementing a questionnaire that the customer fills out when the car drops off. Okay. So there are some things um, like with Porsche that states if the customer felt the impact, you must do X, Y, Z. Right, right. You don't want to have to call the customer halfway through this repair and go, hey, this is going to be really silly, but did you feel the impact? (laughs) No, yeah, just throw yeah. it into a brief questionnaire. We have a little a little image that shows all the seats of a car. Please mark how many people were in the car when the accident happened. Right. right. Give yourself the data. And, um, you know, we've got some stuff that we'd be happy to share as well. It's basic. Awesome. But have something like that put in place. So when it does get to the back, your blueprinter and your tech have their information that they're going to need. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds like such a small piece. But when you start getting really in tune and intimate with these, you'll find out that it's going to save you a lot of time yeah. and answer a lot of questions for you. Yeah, good point. I I think that's super important. I mean, how many people are not taking enough pictures already? And when we're dealing with something that, especially with insurance, that they're kicking it back, there's no better proof than documentation and photos of what you're doing, especially when I just read an article the other day about, gosh, what was it? I forget what insurance company, I think it was State Farm, but uh, basically how how many claims from body shops there are that are not accurate, where they're saying they're doing things and they're not actually doing them. So now we've got shops that are inappropriately billing for things that they're not doing. And then we have shops trying to get paid for doing the things that need to be done. Now we've got, you know, obviously the insurance company is trying to save money. So there's there's no trust at all. 
understand. I understand. We're not going to point fingers. I get it. Right. So, it's part of the industry. Yeah. So take your pictures, do your documenting. And especially if you have a form like you're talking about, did you feel the impact? You know, now you that's another document to be able to put in the file. I know some shops, we had Walt Silman on here. He puts everything in a Google Drive and will blast it over to the... <laughs> to the I insurance. love Walt. Yeah, he, Walt's awesome. Like, here's 7,062 documents. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, you know, everything's documented. I think for efficiency on your side, but also when we're talking about getting payment, which... At the end of the day, we, we've got to get paid for what we do. Otherwise, we're not in business anymore. And think of the value that adds to a customer when they they yeah. equally think, man, you're crazy why you're doing this. Well, here, here's the procedure. True. And here's all these photos showing we actually did it. It kind of levels everything. They're like, oh, okay. all yeah. right. So, you know, prep your file like it's going gonna, it's gonna to go across the judge's desk. Yes. Yep. Uh, agreed. 100%. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate this, Josh. I'm I'm excited that you invited me. Um, I think I shared this with you, but early in the year when I first got this promotion, I was like, you know what? My one one of my one year plans was to get invited to be on this podcast, and here we are, in September. So Bobby I'm very Bang. honored. That's right. I'm very honored to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you. It's good to know you. Super pumped that you're in the industry and on the Collision Cocktail Hour calls. You bring so much great content on a week. Well, we don't meet weekly. We meet monthly. <laughs> the third Wednesday of the month. <laughs> but every time we do meet, Josh always has great, great things to offer and also good questions to ask, which is really important. I think all of us in business, no matter what we're doing, even as people in general, I think we need to ask better questions and listen. And I really think that's one thing I hope that this podcast is able to do for people. It allows us to listen and get out of our sometimes narrow-minded of getting things done because this is what has to get done kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you, Josh. You're always fun. You're always fun to hang out with. Thank you, Mickey. I hope we can do it again soon. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Body Banging. In the notes below, you will find Josh's uh, contact information, his email, the number of the shop, if you want to reach out to him. he I'm sure he'd be happy to share with you some of the documents he has so that you can go and tailor those for your own shop, ask questions, whatever you got. There'll also be a link to the Collision Cocktail Hour if we would love to have you join us. If you're interested... Just come listen. You can mute your microphone. You can hide. And then you'll realize we're not going to bite you. And then you want to play too. So (laughs) then you can start talking. (laughs) So we will see you next time. And thanks again. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next one when it comes out. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things Autobody.